You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Well, speaking of A-list uh, pitchers, we've got a big one going for the Mets today. Justin Verlander on the mound for New York going against his former team, the Tigers. We've got the Mets' big favorites here, minus 185, total seven and a half runs. Erod Eduardo Rodriguez on the bump for the Tigers, 2-2, two and 2-2-1 two, 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 ERA. Verlander making his first start of the season. And let me tell you, the vibes are not high for New York right now. Just mm-hmm. got swept in their doubleheader yesterday. And one of those games was with Max Scherzer on the mound where he gave up, I think, six runs. So it feels like there's a little bit of panic starting to set in for the Mets. Do you think the panic ends today? God, I don't know. It has to, right? I don't know, though. The Mets' bats have gone absolutely cold. So I was thinking about maybe, maybe going Mets first five, but Erod's been very good for the Tigers. I don't know. I just feel like something's going on with the Mets. I'm not laying a buck 85 with the Mets. I think what I would do here is I would play an alternate total and play under eight runs just because Verlander is Verlander. As long as he doesn't implode like Max Scherzer did yesterday, he should be fine. His rehab start was unbelievable as it does not surprise anyone. And then Erod, again, has been fantastic so far this season. The Tigers generally don't hit, even though they've been good in this series. And the Mets have gone ice cold. So I think I would go under eight. I don't know, though. Do we have a pitch count on Justin Verlander? I think that would be my only question is, like, how deep yeah. is Justin Verlander going to go if it's his first rehab start back, especially with the team that's kind of notorious for mismanaging the health of some of their starting pitchers? Yeah. So I think it's going to be – you know, a little cautious in his first game back. What do you make of lineups that are not good, but they're trending in the right direction? Because look at the Tigers yesterday. It feels like a, a lineup that's seeing the ball well. They just had a couple of great games, scored, what, 11 runs their past two games uh, combined, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, because I'm not so sure if I'm willing to fade the Tigers right now. Like, yes, if you revert back to the mean, it's a bad offense. But right now, it's a team that's playing with a lot of confidence. How much does recent form matter when you're fading these bad teams i think it matters quite a bit and it's you have to balance the two is what you have to do you have to say okay how good is this lineup the tigers lineup is not going to generate a lot of runs they haven't all season long they've been better recently so you have to say well are they hot right now is there a trend i can follow then then maybe you 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 certainly want to factor that into your handicap but at the same time you take a step back and say how is this relative and is it sustainable based on what we've seen throughout the entire season so with the tigers and the talent or lack thereof in that lineup then i would say yeah they're hitting the ball 
much better than you would anticipate. Certainly, I did not expect them to sweep the Mets yesterday. But at some point, and probably probably sooner than later, they're going to regress to the mean. It's on the opposite side. Like, look at the Dodgers, right? So the Dodgers for a while just weren't hitting the ball. They weren't winning games. They were going cold. But we knew, listen, because of the talent in this lineup, you can follow this trend for a while. But eventually, the talent is there. The Dodgers are going to heat up. Well, now they've won six straight. They're just mashing the ball. They just destroyed the Phillies run after run and run in that series. And so the Tigers are sort of the opposite. Yes, they're doing well right now, but at some point they're going to start playing like the Tigers again. I would tend to agree. But when somebody has taken my lunch money, like the the Tigers did yesterday, I'm not running to bet against them again. So I think it's a stay away from me, kind of similar to what we've seen from the Giants. Because the, the Giants took my lunch money when I bet uh, on the Astros the other day. And what do you know? The Giants turn around and win another game against the Astros. So it's one of those things where I'm not going to play this just because if the Mets burn me again, I'm going to be very mad. And like the Mets huh. fandom, I think there's going to be panic in the streets if once again the Mets look terrible and something goes wrong with Justin Verlander. So a stay away from me. Let's go to Cubs Nationals here uh, or there for you in D.C. We've got the Cubs minus 220 on the money line. Nats plus 180, total nine runs. Jamison Tyon going for the Cubbies, 0-2-4-5-0 ERA against Patrick Corbin, who is a lowly 1-4 with a 5-7-4 ERA. I see here in the notes it says, Fade Patrick Corbin day. Uh, but Jenks, there's been some starts where Patrick Corbin hasn't been that bad. So do you think this is as black and white as fading Patrick Corbin? I don't know. He's been better. Now, mm-hmm. better is relative, right? Because Patrick Corbin, as we know, has just been last year. Uh, those were the days. I remember last year you'd see Patrick Corbin. You'd say, ah, fade, win. Ah, fade, win. Fantastic. I'll just do it and make some money. He has been better, which is not saying a whole lot. But I think your sabotage factor is that Jamison Tyon is coming off the IL, has not pitched since April 17th. So I get a little bit worried. Like Justin Verlander is different because he's a different level, right? Where the Jamison Tyon, who's not as reliable, then you wonder if he's going to come back and pitch well or not. The one thing I will say is that the Cubs are usually unbelievable against left-handed pitching. Corbin, obviously a left-hander. So I think I would probably go with Cubs first five run line here, minus a half run. I need to check. It wasn't posted earlier, so it's probably somewhere around like minus 115. But honestly, I got burned yesterday. Corbin's been better than normal. Tie on off the IL. I think I may just stay away from this one. Yeah, I don't think Patrick Corbin is, like, super fadeable. Like, you look at his past few starts, and if it was any other pitcher, you'd say, okay, he's had a good run. Last three starts, six innings, two earned runs, six innings, three earned runs. Both of those qualify as quality starts. And then finally, against Pittsburgh last time around, five and a third, only three earned runs. So it's not like he's getting lit up. So I don't think that you blindly say fade Patrick Corbin. Matt just put this in the chat over uh, the outs prop for Patrick Corbin. And I'll say this, uh, it's a pretty low number at 16 and a half, which means he needs to go, uh, what, five and two thirds, if my math is correct. I think he might need to get to the sixth inning. He has done this in uh, three of his last five starts. Maybe they leave him out there. I don't know if I am willing to play it, but still, I think that's the thing with bad teams. If they have a starter who they're paying a lot of money, they're going to let him wear it. They're like, listen, we're paying you to yeah. be in the rotation. Even if you give up five or six runs, we're keeping you in there. And we saw that against Tampa Bay on April 5th. 
gave up six earned runs on 10 hits, but still made it to six innings. So uh, I wouldn't talk you off of it. Not sure if I am going to play it myself. Uh, let's go to the Rays and the Pirates. Uh, the Rays, the best team in baseball, minus 190 favorites here at home against the Pirates, plus 155. Total of eight and a half runs. Vince Velasquez going for the Buccos, four and two, 306 ERA against Zach Eflin. Uh, Eflin of Tampa Bay, three and oh, three flat ERA. Jenks, is this an angle? Because the Pirates have been crushed by errors in their past two games. Mm-hmm. Just sloppy baseball. It's a good team, but defensively, they need to figure something out because I don't know if it's a mental thing, but is this a factor when handicapping a game for a Pirates team that you look on paper and you say, hey, this is a pretty good price on a team that's actually been pretty good this year? Yeah, I think so. I. Man, it's just hard. Eflin has been a beast at home. These are the numbers that I found earlier today, early this morning when I was doing my research. His home ERA is 2.81. His home ERA last season was even better, 1.73. So this is not an anomaly. It's not new. It's not something we haven't seen before. And the Rays are the best team on the run line. I'm tempted to take the Rays on the run line. Like, it's not even close. They have more home runs than anyone in baseball. However, the Pirates have been... One of the best run line teams in baseball as well. I think the Rays and Pirates are right there. And I do think this is a good price in the Pirates at plus 155. I just don't want to play it because the Rays have been such a wagon. And, and they're not showing any signs of letting up. At some point, don't they have to regress and, and have some sort of losing streak? And the Pirates have surprised everyone this season. I I don't want to lay a buck 90 with the Rays, but also the Pirates have been so good against the run line. And so have the Rays, those trends sort of mash up against each other i'm just gonna stay away from this one i think there are spots to like fade certain teams this is not one of them like i think there are times where you just blindly ride the rays and say it's a great team great offense hit a ton of home runs also have a great bullpen but i don't think this is the spot to do it especially at this price i think if this number was closer to like you know minus 145 or something maybe you play it but I don't think this is the time to fade the Pirates. Like, I, you know, was on the Pirates yesterday. Maybe that was wrong of me. But still, Vince Velazquez has been much better this year. He has good strikeout stuff. Sometimes he doesn't go deep in games, and sometimes he gives up runs. But I don't think – the bottom line for me is I'm not willing to fade the Pirates. So I ain't doing it. Don't make me. All right, let's go to Royals. <laughs> Orioles, where we have Baltimore laying a buck 60. KC, a plus 135 total, nine and a half runs. Grayson Rodriguez – Going for the O's, 1-0-407 ERA against uh, the veteran Jordan Lyles, who's 0-5 with a 6-11 ERA. When you see a record in an ERA like that, do you just fade that starting pitcher? Yep, that's exactly what I'm going to do here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Orioles' first seven-run line. That is just a half run. It's juicy. It's minus 140 at bad MGM. I don't want to go full game run line, even though I don't hate that at all. But I was looking at Jordan Lyles, and in every single game he has started this season, the Royals have trailed after seven innings. That's why he's 0-5. That's why he has an ERA over six. And yesterday, the Royals burned me. They got their second win at home this season overall. I think they're 2-12 and now at home this season. I just don't see it happening in back-to-back games this is a spite play for me so i expect the orioles to have the better starter and a better bullpen to be leading after seven so let's go orioles first seven minus 140 yeah i like it i think the orioles are the play in some way shape form or fashion 
especially since the Orioles should know Jordan Lyles stuff because he played for the Orioles along with like a host of other teams. Uh, we just talked about like fading Patrick Corbin is not necessarily an angle because he's been all right. Well, fading Jordan Lyles here, like he's given up a lot of runs, gave up seven last time around against the twins, gave up four against the angels in only six innings. Uh, he has had a couple good ones sprinkled in, but still the, the average for him is giving up, you know, four or five runs per start. So for me, that is a fade-worthy candidate, especially going against this Orioles offense and especially off a loss. Do you think that's a thing? An Orioles team coming off a loss, do you think they are more primed for a bounce back? For me, it's actually less about the Orioles coming off a loss than it is the Royals coming off a win because the Royals just don't win and they don't win at home and the Orioles got shut out yesterday. I just can't imagine that happening two days in a row. Then again... I didn't expect the Mets to get swept in a doubleheader by the Tigers yesterday, but I just have to. This is more of a fate of the Royals for me, who have just been so, so bad. Right. I don't think you can make a case for the Royals, I think is what we're saying. So we'll go with the O's instead. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.